0: The Sportsman's Nation is a 2% for conservation certified business. This means that we donate 1% of our time and 1% of our revenue to conservation. If you want to find out how you or your business can get certified or learn more about the organization, visit fishandwildlife.org.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Ohio Huntsman podcast. And the next two weeks of episodes are flipped. So we had originally intended to release an episode this week on the second rut. Some things happened in sort of Ohio hunting deer news that we thought were were more important or, or more timely and wanted to get this episode that you're going to hear in a few minutes out to you first. So Keep that in mind when you hear next week's episode that it was intended to release this week. In this episode, we just recorded. It's uh, with Brian Banbury of the ODNR Division of Wildlife about the CWD, the CWD detection in the wild deer population in Ohio. So not a fun topic, but we talked to him about you know what's going to be the plan going forward what hunters in the in the area where we're the positive uh detection what hunters in that area need to know how they can have their deer tested for free how people that aren't in that area can have their deer tested and just basically everything revolving around that this is obviously an evolving situation so more information is going to continue to come out and we will continue to try to keep you all posted and up to date with the most recent and relevant information. So before we get into that conversation though, I want to talk about our sponsor Monster Whitetail Grub. Monster Whitetail Grub is a deer feed company and their stuff just works. We've had good luck with their their signature monster white tail grub feed. It's a it's a high protein feed. It's it's more of a coarse feed, and the you know anytime we put it out, the deer flock to it, and it works well for us. They've also got uh, flavored corn, and then you can also just get straight mineral. So anything you need or want, they've got it. So if you're interested in that, go to OhioHuntsman.com sponsors, and you can find information there on how to get in touch with them or which retail locations they're in and try out some of their stuff. Now with that, we're going to get into this week's episode. Welcome to the Ohio Huntsman podcast, where three brothers, Jason, Jacob, and Jeff discuss all things hunting in Ohio. Our goal is to be your source for accurate and reliable hunting news and conservation issues in the great state of Ohio, as well as some fun and interesting conversations along the way. This is the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. Are you listening? All right, so today on Ohio Huntsman, we are joined again, returning guest, Brian Banbury from the ODNR Division of Wildlife, and... Honestly, Brian, we're going to have to have you back on for a fun topic because yeah. we, we originally called you to talk about CWD because uh, there's sure. there's news on that and we were we're certainly going to do that, but you know, as we were we were chatting, this is actually today news, there was a uh, a wildlife officer that was shot today. And so we thought, you know, it's timely um, maybe chat about what we know there, what happened. And, uh, yeah, I guess just give the list, the listeners some, some information there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It actually, uh, happened last night. It was down in, uh, Claremont County. Um, they're out, uh, out working, obviously, you know, two day gun season. So, you know, all the officers in the state were out and, uh, yeah, they're in the, the middle of, uh, enforcement exercises and, uh, and, uh, yeah, Kevin bear, 25 year, uh, veteran. Um, I've known the man for over 30 years, went to college with him and his wife, both, uh, super good, good people. You know, there's, there's only about 400 and some employees with the Ohio division of wildlife. So we're all family. We all know each other. Um, and like I said, I've known him since we were in college before we even started this. And he just a super guy, super officer. Um, it happened, like I said, the end of the day there. Um, he, he was sent to uh, uh, University of Cincinnati, which is probably one of the best places you could ever expect to go. If you had any kind of gunshot wound, uh, They, their trauma center is fantastic. Um, the Claremont County uh, Sheriff's Department and their investigation team is is handling the investigation. We we certainly have the uh, utmost confidence they'll do a thorough investigation and, and you know get some justice in the case here.
1: So the the news articles that I wrote, read uh, said that he's he's currently stable. It, 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 you know, he sounds like he's going to recover from this.
2: Well, he he's got a long road ahead of him. Um, he 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 had, uh, I believe, I think he's he's actually um, probably got a couple of procedures potentially still to go. I mean, I, I don't know a ton about that end of things, but at the last I heard, he was he was stable. So that that's certainly Certainly an awesome thing. Um, we're certainly wishing him a full, speedy recovery, the best he can, and you know we'll support him during that time, him and his yeah. you know wife and kids both. But uh, yeah, I, you know I would assume anything like that. You you, it's going to take uh, take quite a road to get back on your feet.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, our uh, our thoughts and prayers will be be with him and his family. I think. Do you know? Did, was did he used to? work in washington county um
2: he's he's i don't think he was actually in no no you so you were no you're you're actually confusing him with eric bear
1: oh since, okay
2: no relation but okay. eric, eric, eric is okay. another one of our officers uh he now works up in the northeast uh, part of the state was able to take a transfer back home so no relation but no that's eric bear that's
1: gotcha uh, okay yeah, because I when I when I saw the name, I said I I think he used to work in Martin because we have a, a, a hunting cabin in in Washington County and yeah I thought you know the name but yeah
2: no confused. no it's no, that's, that, that's definitely definitely uh makes sense on the confusion there but no a completely different person
1: okay all right well like I said hopefully he makes a a full recovery and can get back out there and. Hopefully they, you know, the investigation follows through and, and figure out what happened.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it will. It's just like anything else, you got to have some patience with it, let sure. it take time, uh, let it play out, let let the investigators do their job. So yeah. um, I definitely, definitely have faith in them down there. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, now on to the, the, the main topic we, we contacted you about uh, CWD in Ohio. So unfortunately news came out that, uh, CWD was detected in the wild deer population in the state. There's, there's been some cases in captive herds prior to this, right? But this, this would be the first, uh, wild deer tested positive for it. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, that's correct. We have had some, uh, a couple previous uh previous positives um in, in some captive herds uh and yes this is this is definitely the first uh wild positive that certainly that we have tested and uh, it was in wyandotte county um about a mile and a half or so uh north of the killdeer plains wildlife area um okay. so that that's going to set up uh set up an area and and that could uh, encompasses Wyandotte a little bit of Harden, I think one township Goshen Township and Harden. and um I think three three or four in Marion County okay of course as well as you know parts of southern uh, Wyandotte County
1: so I guess first question how how was this detected
2: so we've been we've been doing uh routine sampling for years um Actually, since since the uh, positives were first detected in the captive herd. So um, taxidermist processors, we've had them pulling uh, samples for us, roadkill deer. Uh, we've done several spot checks at check stations um, that we've set up in, in certain areas uh, through this time period. And uh, this, this actually was a detection just out of that routine sampling.
1: Okay. All right. So I guess... This, you know, the the email that we saw um, says, you know, this sort of triggers the CWD response plan. Um, Can you kind of talk about what exactly is the plan at this point going forward?
2: Sure. Um, Now, I understand there is some fluidity to the plan, right? Um, We did get a positive test. So that's going to trigger some extreme extensive testing. Uh, we set up check state, or set up, I'm sorry, um, set up testing stations at, at Kildare uh, Refuge. Um, immediately following, we had a hunt in, already scheduled in that refuge. Um, so we collected samples uh, during that hunt of the deer that were killed. Um, we collected additional samples uh, moving forward here with the past two gun season. Um, we have, uh, certainly the rest of bow season. We have muzzleloader season and we have additional controlled hunts in which we'll be pulling samples, um, aggressively, you know, in those areas during this time. Uh, you know, the, the thing is with this, with this disease, it's, it's, it's a unique situation. Um, as much as we didn't want to hear the news that we have CWD in the wild, you, you know, we pretty much had to know it was coming at some point, right? Because, yeah. Many of the states around us certainly have it, and and what, what you got to understand is this this disease was first detected in 1960 in the wild, or or in, you know it was it was identified in 1960. And that actually was was in an enclosure uh, in Colorado, but Colorado has had CWD in the wild for a number of years. Um, certainly, they still have elk, they still have deer, mule deer, moose. Um, so all those are affected by CWD, but you know, certainly mother nature finds a way as well.
1: Yeah. So, <clears throat> so the increased sampling, uh, for the remainder of the season, let's say you get no more positives. Uh, I, I'm assu- that's best case scenario. What, what happens?
2: Well, you are, you are assuming some speculation on my part that I would have to do, which I'm happy to go down that road a little bit. You know, that there's a, there's a lot of smart minds that although I may be included in the conversation, I don't know that I would consider myself the smartest mind of the group, (laughs) Um, you know, biologists and, and, and doctors and veterinarians and, and, you know, senior leadership staff all discussing these options. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to, you know, I don't know what ex- the exact plan would be if we found one versus if we found a multitude. I'm, I'm sure that different one of those symptoms would, would bring on different, you know, cures, so to speak. Um, although I, 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 would, I would be a little bit hesitant to say exactly what that would be at this time. There is no known cure cure for it. Um, interestingly, you know, Wyandotte County does not have, Uh, an extremely high deer density when compared to some other parts of uh, certainly of the state. Um, We do know that they can, they can, you know, obviously spread it to each other. Um, But certainly being a lower deer density uh, population there compared to some other parts, that that's another interesting dynamic. I mean, I say that we fully expected CWD to show up in the wild, but I, I don't know that anyone's best guess would have picked Wyandotte County on the map.
1: Sure. So is there, are there any, is there any, you know, to maybe speculate some more, is there any speculation on, on how it got there? Cause Wyandotte County is not a, not a border County. You know, I, in my head, I had this envisioned as it's going to come across the line from Michigan or, or something like this. And, you know, while Wyandotte is kind of that corner of the state, you know, I think it's, it's on the really map. Not
2: i mean it's it's straight across 30 from you guys okay you know, if you jumped on 30 and drove straight through mansfield it would it would take you to wyandotte county okay so we think of it as you know because it's in district two we think of it as this northwest ohio but it's it's pretty it's pretty central i mean it's the it's just north of marion county big island wildlife area um you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty it's central. It's north central, but it's more north central than northwest. I would say, okay. but yeah, you're absolutely correct. I mean, we had very intensive testing going on uh, up on that Michigan line, feeling that that was probably you know where we would see it first. Um, and I, I just think common sense would have would have said that's you know that's the likelihood. But th- this this is not a virus. It's not a bacteria. It is a prion, which it's his own unique uh, little critter, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very well uh, in the same family as uh, mad cow disease or Kutchfield yakupins disease, um, which are both also prions. Um, science does not know a great deal about the prions. They know that they can be spread in in many different ways. Um so, yeah, you know, you can speculate a hundred different ways of how the prions got to Wyandotte County, but at the end of the day, it's probably all going to be unprovable speculation. But, sure. you know, we're, we're certainly going to do what we, we can to try and figure the puzzle out.
1: Are there captive deer populations in, in that area?
2: Well, you know, there are captive deer populations throughout the state of Ohio. Okay. So, you know, I, I understand why some people may go down that road. Um, but I, I can tell you at this point, we don't have ev- any evidence that, that would show us that at this point.
1: Sure. Okay. All right. So can you, and I don't, maybe you're, maybe you're not at liberty to say at the moment, but, but can you speak a little bit to what the plan is if you start to find more positives there? I mean, I, th- I think the concern with people is Ohio turns into, Wisconsin, where you've got like, you know, 50% infection rates in, in the, you know, in some areas in the state. And I actually listened to a podcast today where, you know, like anecdotally on, on, you know, certain individuals farms, they're having deer tested and it, you know, it's high as 75%, you know? So what's the plan to not have that?
2: I don't, I don't know that you can have a plan to not have that. Okay. If, if, there, if there was a plan to not have that, Wisconsin would not have that. Um, that's the problem with something that there is no cure for. And um, the, the problem um, the problem where there's uh, no cure for it and where deer do spread it from deer to deer. Now, the other thing is, too, you're, you're probably finding those higher infection rates in these higher deer density counties. Um, that's the good thing about, uh, you know, windouts, lower deer density is that that's going to help us out a little bit. Sure. And there, there's different, there's different options we could do with potentially increased bag limits or, you know, there's, there's, there are, there are tools in the toolbox that it's just going to be a little bit premature for us to even talk about that until we let the science do its work.
1: Okay. So what kind of, uh, what kind of timeline are we you know it, to let the science do its work what kind of timeline are we looking at there is this a collect data for the remainder of this season and then figure out what to do from there or
2: well you know one, once again you you know you can't have the answer until you have until you have have the data so if we you know in theory if we were to collect collect all this uh sampling and things through this year obviously we're going to head into next year full season with with this super increased effort to get these samples um that that's that's probably the the biggest thing we can do at this point um try to figure out if it's how widespread it is is it contained to a general area was this just a freak in nature i mean there's a lot of questions that you cannot answer without the data. So yeah. to come up with, you know, these hard lined plans, you know, once again, if you would ask me about CWD last year, we wouldn't even be talking about Wyandotte County. Right. So Wyandotte County only comes into the picture because of the data pointed us in that direction. So I, I know everybody wants to know, you know, okay, what are we going to do? What's next? And, and we all do, but, Quite honestly, you can spend an awful lot of time, an awful lot of money and an awful lot of just running around with your hair on fire, you know, without letting the data work first and and point you in the right direction.
1: Yeah. So there uh, we shouldn't expect to see any kind of changes in bag limits this year, this season. This season is going to continue to play out as scheduled.
2: Well, I I would be hesitant to even, to even say that. I mean, there is a, there is certainly a potential um, on our controlled hunts um, like up on, on the refuge and things like that. If it was deemed through, through what we were seeing or some of these results that we, we needed to reduce the herd there or something like that, you know, the the chief of the division of wildlife does have the ability to tweak those things. And I'm, I'm certainly not going to speak on her behalf, um, I, I don't know that, you know, I, I've really heard that talked about per se. I don't want to put, you know, any falsities out there as well, but I certainly wouldn't give a hard no on any of that just because you know, based once again on the data, she would have the ability to, to, to adjust some things if, if we, you know, the science told us that was a thing to do.
1: Sure. Okay. We need to take a quick break here and talk about our sponsor Maston's Deer Sense. Maston's produces a lot of interesting scent products they've got just their straight liquid scents they've got scented gel crystals they've got their double scent stacker which is is really cool you can run two scents and with one of their deer scented candles and that scented candle heats a tray of liquid scent and basically allows you to layer the scents as well as heat the scents to make them more realistic so lots of cool stuff if you want to check their stuff out go to mastinsdeersense.com or if you prefer you can go to ohiohuntsman.com sponsors and find all of our sponsor information there and with that let's get back into the conversation i guess we should uh mention because this information is going to continue to change and evolve. We're recording this on December 21st. So, you know, if if you, the listener, is hearing something in here and it seems different than something you've seen uh, released from the ODNR, the good chances are there's been new developments or new data since we recorded this. So just not to uh, add to any confusion for people out there. Um, so I guess along the lines of testing, you, you know, you're obviously increasing testing in that area, in those, in those townships, those three counties, is there, is there going to be an, an effort or attempt to increase testing in other parts of the state or, Continuous status quo because there's no reason, you know, there's no data to say that we need to spend more more resources there.
2: Yeah, I mean that 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 to me would be the reasonable plan. I mean, I I think the routine surveillance testing that we're doing, obviously, is working because it detected this. Um, so I think you know, in my mind, our best efforts would be to put put those efforts in this in this hot spot, so to speak, or this this area. Right. Um, and, and like, you know, like we talked about, is this some sort of just oddball, fluke of nature, uh, you know, solo type situation or, or is there a bigger problem? And that's definitely what the science needs to show um, throughout the rest of the range. I think we would probably kind of keep on that status quo and, and, and continue what we're doing, realizing that if it is there through through what we're doing now, at least that shows that we will find it.
1: OK. So hunters in uh, hunters in those three counties you know the t- the townships that are included in this and you guys have at this point you released a map yes. that sort of gives the area of concern right yes
2: so, yeah so it's, it's it basically, basically there's a there's a you know when we find when we find a you know when we find a a positive like this for instance it automatically triggers like a 6 mile radius around that where that individual is found and then a 10 mile radius kind of a secondary buffer zone around that um, that puts those townships in this increased effort of surveillance and 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 you know sampling
1: okay so hunters that that harvest a deer in that area what do they need to be doing now
2: right so um, Samples can be taken to, uh, the Kildare Plains Wildlife Area Headquarters, um, you can call 1-800-WILDLIFE, uh, to line up a test, um, a lot of the, the, the processors, of course, and, 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 um, taxidermists in the area have been notified, um, and, and also, we obviously, you know, know who, who checks deer, uh, by their county, so it, you potentially could get a phone call, even if you're not inside of that zone, just to ask where you killed your deer and, and maybe try and retrieve a sample from you that way. But uh, road kills, obviously, we've worked with ODOT up in up in that area, and, and we're going to increase uh, collection of, of roadkill deer um, because those are obviously samples we can get. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, any any sample in those in those areas uh, we would like to get.
1: OK, and. I think I read you, you're not requiring people to submit samples, but but strongly encouraging so you guys can get as many data points as possible. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. And, and you know, we, we can do things like mandatory, um, you know, check station, mandatory testing in these CWD zones. But it's really, really hard to do that uh, midstream. You know, we're in the middle. Sure, of the, yeah. And honestly, being in the middle of the season is actually going to work to our advantage because we do have the ability to grab these samples through through some hunter harvest right now. I mean this if this would have happened to to a roadkill deer in in June or May or, you know, outside the season, it, it, it would definitely be a little more difficult to, to pull these samples. So we're you know we're we're thankful to our to our hunters working with us to try and try and keep a handle on this.
1: Is there any yeah, cost and- to
2: hunters on that? No, not not for the deer with inside the zone. Now, if someone elsewhere in the state of Ohio that's not in that zone um, does want to get a deer tested, they can get a hold of the um, Department of Ag Diagnostic uh, Laboratory um, and that they can for a, for a fee um, have their deer tested. But um, if it's not inside that zone, anything inside that 10 mile radius, we, we will gladly come pull and test it.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: And do you know the, the deer that tested positive, um, was it, uh, was it tested because it was acting because it no. was ill? No, okay. this was, was a hunter harvested deer. Um, and it was, um, it was taken to a taxidermist, uh, taxidermists are, are there are several taxidermists that are enrolled as, um, CWD certified taxidermists and they actually pull samples on our behalf while they're doing the taxidermy work. And we, you know, they, they collect them, store them, and then we, we come get the samples and test them. So no, this was part of routine surveillance of, of a, a hunter harvested animal. Okay.
1: And I guess just for maybe for listeners that, that aren't aware or, or maybe my education, that, that sample, they're collecting, collecting, uh, a lymph node from somewhere in the neck. Is that right?
2: That, yes, that's correct. Yep.
1: Okay. So hence the reason why taxidermists would be involved, right? Really? Cause I know yeah. a, a lot of guys yeah. don't want a, a hole cut in the well, in the right, neck of their right. mount. Yeah.
2: Yeah. If you're going to, if you're going to get your, if you're going to get your, your animal mounted, if it's, if it's a well worthy animal there or uh, regardless if it's a buck or a doe, yeah, we'll work with your taxidermist to get that sample if if it's if it's harvested in that zone. So sure. yeah, there's there's no no need now. If you're not, obviously, we'll we can collect that a different way. But certainly, if you are, we'll, we're cognizant of that fact, and we can get that without causing damage to the cape. Okay.
1: So for the people in the so you said people that aren't in the area that if if they want to have testing done, they they can. Uh, but that's going to be at their own expense. People inside that that cost is covered. It, there's no expense to the hunter. If are are those hunters being uh, are they going to be notified of the
2: results of their test? Yeah, there is. Yeah, there's there is a way that there's a way that they can get that no, notification um, for those hunters that are, that are in the in the uh, zone. Yes.
1: Okay. And.
2: And, and yeah. if we don't, you know, we 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 would, uh, you know, they take. We just ask them to take precautions, right? I mean, that you always would, you know. We tell them to wear rubber gloves and field dressing, wash your hands and instruments when you're butchering. Um, definitely bone out to meat um, and minimize handling of brain and spinal tissue. Um, this should go without saying, but hey, teach his own. Do not consume um, the brain, spinal cord, eyes, spleen, tonsils, or lymph nodes um and certainly uh we add you know we recommend to hold on to that meat and don't consume it until um you know until you you find out and if it does certainly test positive we would not recommend uh eating it although you know there's no strong evidence that that uh you know that that points that to to being transferred to humans but right. And that's just the recommendation. Now, if, if you are outside that zone, you want to get a hold of the Ohio Department of Agriculture's Animal Disease Diagnostic Laboratory, um, their phone number is 614-728-6220. For, you can call them for more information if, if you are outside that zone.
1: If you're, okay. if you're
2: inside those counties, certainly, or inside those, those townships and those counties we mentioned, you know, certainly give us a call.
1: Now uh, that sort of spawns into another question: If a hunter in that zone harvests a deer, submits a, a sample for testing, test comes back positive, the recommendation is not to consume that deer. Are though? Is there something? I guess. Do they forfeit that tag? Does the yeah. hunter forfeit that tag?
2: Yeah, because they would have had to have obviously, um, and invalidated that tag at harvest okay so, so there's n- been invalidated the you know the day they pulled the trigger on that deer they won't get the test results for a couple weeks you know later probably so yeah there's no way to uninvalidate a tag
1: okay and there's no reimbursement or anything for that because that they can't now consume that that meat
2: no which would be no different than if you bought a tag and went hunting and never got one at all you know the license and tags are for the you know for the uh the privilege of 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 hunting and the pursuit and it's not a guarantee that that you'll get anything and it's at all because i've eaten tag soup more than once in my life nor (laughs) any kind of guarantee of the the quality being wild game certainly we we can't can't guarantee that quality and there's other there's other reasons right i've 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 shot a deer before that was so badly infected that I chose not to consume it. Um, but I knew at the time, you know, that's, it's kind of a, kind of a crap shoot out there and you you know, sometimes you win and sometimes you lose.
1: Sure. Okay. Uh, Jeff, any other questions from you? Uh, I guess my next question is now that there has been a positive test, where does CWD kind of rank on the priority of deer management in the state? Is this now top priority or are we not quite as concerned as top
2: priority or you know kind of where does it rank? Well it's kind of a double answer here I'll give you it is not okay. it is not currently top priority because of the positive It's actually been top priority long before that. Um, you know that it it is it is a a perceived as a potential threat obviously to the deer herd Um, now you know so we've been working with CWD for a long time I mean 2012 is is when it was first detected in the in the Ohio um, and the captive population so we we, as far as deer management goes that's been the number one thing we've probably looked at um, since that inception so the positive I don't think necessarily changes that to answer your specific question, because I think it's been the, the priority for a number of years, even leading up to this. Um, so it, it will continue to be a priority obviously, but you know, that we, we can, the nice thing about, you know, kind of being late to the party is, is there's several States that are sitting at this table now, and, and we certainly can learn some things from them, um, in this, in what they've done to, to kind of help us. I mean, like I said, this, as unfortunate it is and as bad news as we all know it to be, it's certainly not really that much of a surprise. We, we, we knew this was coming at some point with what we were seeing in the surrounding states. It just just kind of was a matter of time.
1: Sure. Brian, is there anything else that you want to talk about that we haven't covered yet?
2: The only thing that I've got on my plate that, you know, obviously I've had my hands full with with uh, CWD and then, of course, Officer Bear. Uh, investigator, um, that, that I certainly just want to reiterate again, our thoughts and prayers, you know, out to him and his family. He's a fighter, um, known Kevin a long time and, and we're really pulling for him and, and his whole division of wildlife family standing there with him. Um, you know, the only thing outside of those two issues is, uh, if, if your listeners have not checked out and gotten the new mobile app, uh, Huntfish OH, um, you can get it from, for Android and, uh, apple products what a wonderful tool that thing is um it is your hunting your hunt regulations fishing regulations officer contacts uh shooting times i mean everything is on there at a fingertip you can check a deer and turkey now by pushing a button um all your license and tags are stored on there if you kill a deer my wife shot a deer she didn't even have the she obviously had her license and tags, but did not have the app downloaded. We walked up to the top of the hill, found her deer. She actually pulled her phone out, downloaded the app, and was able to, with a push of a button, check in her deer literally in seconds. I mean, if you if you hunt fish or trap, and I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my late 40s, so I'm not anywhere near as techy as some of the kids these days, but uh, boy, I, I can figure it out. So most of your listeners ought to have no problem with it.
1: Yeah. We've, we've, uh, we've all been using the new app and have really enjoyed it. It, it has worked well for us. I, I just, how quick and easy it is. Like, I can't stress how great that is, you know, cause before, yes. you know, we, we said we got a, a hunting camp in Washington County, a lot of areas with not great cell service. You're driving yep. up to the top of the hill, trying to hear the, you know, the yep the garbled (laughs) over the phone thing it was just like
2: if you don't have service you can you can still check that deer in the system will store it and it will immediately send it as soon as you get back into coverage so so it's still a legal check
1: yeah it it, it's been it's been um very welcomed among (laughs) among our group so we've been we've enjoyed it
2: all righty all
1: right Jeff, anything else before we let Brian go? I don't think so. I think he covered everything fairly well. All right, Brian, I do appreciate you taking time out of your your evening to to jump on and talk with us. And like I said, we'll have to have you back on sometime to to talk about something with a with a little lighter note.
2: Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. (laughs) All
1: right. right, So that's going to be it for this week. Want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank Brian for coming on and taking time to talk to us. And like I said, in the intro, we are going to do everything we can to stay on top of this topic and keep you all up to date. So, you know, obviously podcasts are a good way, but if you want the most real time stuff, make sure you're following us on, sh- on social or Ohio Huntsman on Facebook, Ohio Huntsman underscore podcast on Instagram. And, That's a good way to keep up to date with us and and the most relevant stuff. So with that, thank you all for listening and we'll talk to you next week.